Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick. Happy first day of March. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, you know, we're trying to have a repeat of last March already. I mean, strong storms and tornado watches last night. So yeah. That's what everybody should want during while watching an award show. Is <laughs> weather updates. Kept cursing at it, trying to get it to go away. It's like you better just be using enough time for commercials because I, I ain't in the mood to be missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we're good. Uh, Grayson had her Grayson had her second dance competition here in town. Um, wasn't my favorite of theirs. I mean, not in the fact that like how they dance, you know, how the, you know, not the actual dances themselves, but how it's not a fan of the people that put it on. We'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not a fan of that. Look like, yeah, no, it's not my, not my favorite. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but, uh, I thought she did really well. Um, her duo placed third, uh, one of her small, I guess it's, one of her uh, one of her uh, large groups placed second, and the other one I don't remember. Then the large group, uh, the team line placed first again. So that's off to an amazing start. And some yeah. and um, other girls and the and the one boy Rory, uh, all of them did exceptionally well, and even took a bunch of them took first places. So. They uh, they really knocked it out. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was Saturday evening during <laughs> during all kinds of rain and whatnot. Also, but yeah, but yeah, no, it went went really well. Um, York's back doing his uh, ninja class and got him signed up for soccer, so he's extremely excited about that. Um, crap, I gotta add that to dude. This is gonna be. A very, very packed episode, because I just realized something else, too. Yeah. Um, but, I, and then, obviously, the award show, which we'll get into here in just a moment. So, otherwise, yeah, we're just, we're really just going through the motions and the weather for that matter. So, right. Trying to get it all, trying to get all the seasons in uh, in a couple of weeks and get it over with, I guess. Yeah. We had, had that late winter <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Yep. So it's fitting that we have a lot of rain and yes. Oh, I thought it was going to be like ten years ago, like two, well, eleven years ago, with the rain because I was worried about Mill Creek because oh, yeah, yeah. it was already kind of high, and um, because I went out yesterday to get some wipers, wiper blades from my car because yeah, you know the snow and ice they just oh, ruined already oh, bad yeah. blades. <laughs> they were already yeah. bad, but the, the ice just took them out. Yeah, and, we're um, the same way. Yeah, so when I came home. Friday night, nah, it was raining. I was like, yeah, it's not doing anything. <laughs> so I need to I need to replace these. But I didn't get to it till yesterday. And it was just like a quick little one yeah. or two minute fix. So I was like, eh, I should have done this two weeks ago before yeah. the snow hit. But, you know, what procrastinations. You <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this week, 
good week. Not you know, work was work, as we all know. Um, spent time catching up on some shows, finishing up Lovecraft Country, um, Black Lightning, Batwoman, and reading some comics that I hadn't read. So, I uh, so I gotta go on a. I want to go on a very small but limited, hopefully small limited rant about a show I've been watching. <laughs> Because yeah. I didn't want to talk about it beforehand, because I didn't want to wear myself out having to do it twice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going through the Apple TV shows, you know, with all they got out. They have one with called Truth Be Told with Octavia Spencer, who I really like. Um, I, why am I drawing the name? Aaron Paul. Thank you. Like Breaking Bad, dude. Uh, Aaron Paul. Um, who else is in it? Oh, Wizzy Kaplan, who I really enjoy, especially after uh, that second season of Castle Rock, plus her work on Party Down and, you know, a host of other things. Um, she's really good in this. She plays twin sisters, so she has to play two roles. Uh, this mo- or this show is a hundred tif- different kinds of ridiculous. It's trying to be... Well, no, it is, it's, it's a, dra- a drama... Uh, procedural type thing in the sense that it's trying to it's about Octavia Spencer who plays a podcaster so I'm like okay cool kind of I was like she's a true crime podcaster and she used to be a newspaper she used to be a reporter you know newspaper journalist not TV or but she used to be a print journalist I guess is what they got and uh, she's been doing it for 20 years trust me they let you know that more times than you need to. Um, yeah. So she knows what she's doing and all this stuff. But her art, her articles about this court trial where uh, allegedly Aaron Paul's character killed this dad of this family. And her, she believes that her articles helped somehow influence that decision, which is kind of ridiculous because if that was the case, because obviously jurors, you know, in a court trial aren't supposed to be reading the paper anyways. True. So, whatever. Just roll with it. She feels guilt about him getting locked up and everything. So now, with new evidence that she'd found on some video or watching some video, she seems to now believe that he may be innocent. So she's wanting to do a podcast specifically surrounding the fact that he may be innocent. And she wants to essentially revisit the case. In doing so, interviewing, um, inter- you know, talking about talking to old, uh, talking to, you know, the victims, bringing them back old wounds, you know, opening up old wounds. And this has been like nine years, 19 years, something like that. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Nonetheless. And she's one in. It sounds great premise wise and the acting is good because I do actually like the acting in it. But yeah frustrates me to no end is the process of how they do like the script is just you want to like gouge your eyes out because it it's like i can lord knows i can you know have my willing suspicion of disbelief whatever you call it like i could totally whatever yeah but like you like i could totally buy that okay cool she's a podcaster great you know, cool. 
that's her job though like she didn't it's not like her hobby like for us but this Mm -hmm. is her job this is what she does this is how she gets paid she is married to someone that is in business or is also a lawyer or something like that. i can't even remember um but he's got a really good job so she has her podcast studios in part of the house just like you know most people yeah she doesn't but she's not part of like some conglomerate podcasting conglomerate you know she's not part of some place where she can get she gets paid to do her show and they put in commercials and all that other shit um but they also really don't go into it so stuff like that kind of bothers me which is kind of nitpicky and stupid but this is what i'm experiencing while watching it and she's doing it weekly and she's doing it as she's going through and going and doing her research or investigating she's not doing all of that putting all the episodes together and then releasing them after everything's done she's doing it on the fly more or less Ah. i'm like thinking the hell are you doing what if you'd have nothing new for that week true you know (laughs) like you're just kind of hosed yeah and we're supposed to believe that the greater because it takes place in san francisco you're supposed to believe that the greater san francisco area is only listening to her podcast okay because the chief of police who's played by the guy that played thomas wayne and joker and played the congressman in the dark knight rises it's kind of fun i call him <laughs> i call him uh yeah i, I call him b-level chris cooper because he's like because he reminds me a lot of actor chris cooper and looks like him and their acting styles are what are very similar so i'm like oh it's the other chris cooper but <laughs> i can't think of his name but he's playing the chief of police and you know he may in uh his son is Aaron Paul's character. So there's that whole, you know, he actually believes his son did it and may have actually, may or may not have framed him. I don't know. I'm still not there yet. I'm on the last episode and it's just mainly so I could say I've watched it all through. Yeah. But he's like talking to the other officers, you know, it's like, he's like, yeah, everybody's listening to our podcast and, you know, it's, uh, you know, had stuff you know the stuff she's saying there's not true blah 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 blah. you know i'm like thinking i've been in law enforcement 16 years i don't know too many officers that actually listen to podcasts <laughs> and i seriously doubt they're all listening to this one yeah. but okay i'm just rolling with it. i'm like god to be the i was like man i wish ours was like that <laughs> right Ugh. but whatever i was just it's 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 just so out there it's kind of funny just on the uh how stuff like that but it's the same as if you know it's it's the kind of i get my i get all up in a tizzy about that in the way that like ruth gets in a tizzy about the uh in tv or movies where they're in the hospital room and they have them hooked up to the machines and the readings aren't what they're supposed to be yeah like well yeah because they're not actually sick they're just acting you know that right or, hey, they're in a hospital room without those machines. I'm like, again, it's a movie or a show. They're not actually sick. Yeah. Yes, they probably would have those things. However. Just TV. Don't pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, that's just entertainment. <laughs> Put yeah. too much into it. But at the same time, it's for me, it's kind of distracting when I'm watching this show, though. Like, all yeah. that stuff's kind of distracting. I'm like, I just start cracking up. And then even from the police aspect of it, 
there's a lot of stuff that goes on that I'm like I'm just laughing about too because it's just it's just ridiculous. But I was like, oh my god, I would. How are you doing? Why are you being this reckless? <laughs> Why are you being this reckless with your show? Uh, I'm going to do the necessary research. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, they're on the fly, remember? That's yeah. the point of the show. Oh, my God. I mean, but it's not bad. It, it is entertaining. I haven't, I'm curious to see how it turns out. There's twists and different things that, you know, subplots and whatnot that are going on. Like her dad's apparently a. Octavia Spencer's dad's like part of some bike gang in Oakland, mm-hmm. something like that, and owns a bar. I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, God bless. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> enough of my ranting. Um, <sighs> All right, let's get into um, award show. Recap, I guess. Um, so I did the tally, and uh, you can find our picks on the Facebook group page. We, uh, I wound up with 11 out of 25. Um, basically, I, I under underestimated how much the Hollywood Foreign Press really likes the crown, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's where I got, and apparently Borat, which we'll definitely get to. Uh, so I'm 11 out of 25. I got seven correct picks for the movies, four for TV. You got uh, seven correct picks for movies and six for TV. We actually differed on a different. We actually differed on a couple of the movie ones, but where we differed is where. But yet we still wound up with the same number. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So you wound up with 13 out of 25. So congratulations on that, my friend. Um. So, <clears throat> I watched two episodes of The Crown yesterday to kind of get an idea, because I hadn't watched it since the first season, and it's already on, like, the fourth. Yeah. And the cast is different, which, you know, they've aged because of how it's moving in the timeline. So, this introduces everyone to, uh, you know, Princess Die before, you know, when they first meet and start dating and all that. What I find interesting, the one that plays uh, Camilla, the one that you know Prince Charles has always been in love with and is now with currently, um, she is actually played by Emerald Fennell, who is the director of Promising Young Woman. So I was like, I reckon it because I was looking through the cast on IMDb and I'm like, wait, that name sounds very familiar. That, is that the same? Yep. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Connection. Yeah, I know, right? So she's She's all about uh, the award show last night. She was her shows her show that she's a part of is was nominated and her movie was nominated for several things. Um, it's not bad. The Crown's not bad. I mean, it's it's you know it's your royalty shows, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I guess I didn't. I guess they felt the Hollywood Foreign Press apparently felt that it was very good. Um, it was. Over Lovecraft, over Lovecraft uh, country, which I still think should have won, but maybe, maybe the Hollywood Foreign Press just isn't ready for that yet. I guess. Mm, probably not. <laughs> After watching it, of course I can't compare because I hadn't seen The Crown, so unsure. They're not handling the social issues like Lovecraft Country is. <laughs> so let's put yeah. it that. Way. 
<laughs> yeah, nobody wants to. Yeah, that's that's kind of a deterrent, you know. Yeah. Handling social issues, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that one, Shit's Creek won, which is fine. I ex- kind of I expected it to win. I was really hoping Ted Lasso would win. However, I am very happy that Jason Sudeikis did win for Ted Lasso. So, uh, so at least there was a win there. And he showed up to the award show looking like you or I, man. Straight yeah. up just wearing the tie-dye hoodie. There you go. <laughs> it didn't have a speech prepared at all. It was very funny how he didn't have anything prepared. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But he, and he just kind of rambled. Even Don Cheadle was giving him the wrap-it-up motion. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, see, Josh O'Connor won for the crown playing Prince Charles. Um, Emmett Corrin playing Princess Di uh, won for the crown. And then uh, Catherine O'Hara won for Schitt's Creek. Mark Ruffalo won for I Know This Much Is True. And uh, Anya, Anya, Taylor Joy won for The Queen's Gambit. She showed up up for the award show, and she's got long blonde hair that's kind of, like, down in front of, like, half her face. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) Ruth couldn't figure out who it was, and I thought I did. And I'm like, you know... If they ever made a Taylor Swift movie, Anya Taylor Joy would play her in this movie, especially with the way her hair was last night. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, at least we found that casting. Um, let's see here. John Boyega won for Small Axe. Uh, Julian Anderson won for The Crown. And The Queen's Gambit won for Anthology. Excuse me. Anthology series. So I was very happy to see that uh, John Boyega won. Uh, last night was also a night where Ruth Rewatt got to find out who was British. That's always and, fun. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait a minute. She heard Daniel Kaluuya talk, and she's like, I said, that's his real voice. He's British. She's like, really? I said, no, Ruth. He's He decided what the hell for this acceptance speech. He's gonna put on a British accent and just see how it, and just see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's British. And then I tried to tell her that uh, Iowa Fisher uh, was. I said I think she's British, or I said she may not be, or she's Australian, but I can't remember which. And um, I was right. She was. How, oh, Scott Australians, how I put it. She's Scott Australian. She uh, was born in Scotland, but and born to two Scottish parents, and they moved, later moved to Australia. So she's Scott Australian. Is that good? Anyways, uh, so that was fun. And then um, let's see here for movies. Uh, Nomadland won for Best Picture. So can um, and let's see. Borat, subsequent movie film, won Best Picture for Comedy, and I about fell off, about about done fell out when I when I heard that that won. Yeah. I texted you after that. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I I don't know what's going on here. It was <laughs> it was fine, but I don't. It is not a Best Picture film to me. Almost like it shouldn't have been nominated. 
God, like there's so many other movies that could have been. Yeah. I mean, musical or comedy, maybe not, but I thought Hamilton would have had that one in the bag. Yeah. Or at least Palm Springs one, but. But they went with Borat. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, because Hamilton alone, like I, I saw so many posts on Facebook memes. Just yeah. Still to this day, I still see. I'm just like, yeah. I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> but you um, should. You really should be having. Uh, I don't know. At some point. Like, it's right. It's more rap than anything else. Yeah, I get to it. Stuff that's real popular, I'm slow to get to. I feel you. Okay. Yeah, I take my time on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only been around for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know how long it took you to get. You realize they're not. They're just in period costumes. They're not dressed yeah. up in any sort of animal type of thing. So I think you'll so, be fine. So, so nothing jellical here. <laughs> no, no, nothing jellical or jolly for that matter. <laughs> Uh, oh god eventually (laughs) yeah all right um and then uh best director chloe Zhao. so congratulations to her she is the only the second female director to ever win a golden globe for best director and the first person of color to win so that is an amazing accomplishment and i'm very excited and very happy for her i was telling you before we started recording that you know it's basically a zoom it's a zoom call in more or less for except you you know except to watch either you or someone else accept an award which has got to be the weirdest thing to do yeah you know it's like oh this like all right and then uh but it was so funny because she was you could tell she totally wasn't expected to win like she didn't think she was expected to win yeah because she was just so she was just kind of had her head down, like she, the camera was on her, and she kind of had her head down, looked like she was doing other things, and kind of like how you, whenever you space out during a work call or something, and then it's your, then you find out it's your turn to talk, and you just like got this big surprise look on your face. Yeah. Yeah, that was her with her cup of coffee in her hand, <laughs> or tea, whatever it is. It was the best reaction I've ever seen from the awards thing. I I loved it. Um, if I could find the clip of it, I'll I'll post it on our page because it is it is just awesome. Um, uh, best screenplay: Aaron Sorkin for Trial Trial of the Chicago Seven, which I kind of thought would win there. Uh, foreign language film: Minari, which you will be talking about today. I think that was kind of a no-brainer um, going in. Uh, best actor: Chadwick Boseman. I don't think there was any surprise on that one. Um, would have loved to have seen Riz Ahmed win, but I, I think this was kind of, I think most people knew that was probably going to happen. So, I mean, not to diminish his, not to diminish his role at all in that film. Cause he more than, <laughs> more, man, he more than deserves it for this role. Yeah. It was definitely earned. It wasn't given just because he had passed. He deserved it. I mean, yeah. he deserved it. He put a lot into that character in the yeah. role, so. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no hating on the fact that he won because he passed. It was deservedly so that he that he should win this. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next one. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> wins for brought sub- subsequent movie film for best actor in musical comedy. <sighs> I've got so many questions on this. I don't think it was. I mean, he played the same character. Yes. 
Most of it is improv and not scripted, yes. But, I don't know. It's fine. I, it just, I, it's unexpected and not really one I would have picked. Yeah. When you have Win Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, or even Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. But, all right, man. I'll just, I'll just roll with it. There. I don't get it, but we'll just at all. It's about all you can do. <laughs> is what happens. See, this is what happens when you don't have any black voters. You get you get a Barat one. It's exactly what I thought after this after this award show. I'm like, I said, see the, I said Barat winning Best Picture and Best Actor. This is what happens when you don't have any black representation in the Hollywood Foreign Press. It's crazy. <sighs> Anyways, um, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, actress in the drama, Andrew Day won over Viola Davis. I was so excited because I actually did pick her, like kind of last minute after watching it. Yeah. I picked in Viola Davis, but then um, after watching United States versus Billie Holiday, which we will talk about here in a few, um, I was like, nope, changing that one. And it's weird because night did she win? Did she earn this one? Because I, I, you know, I did my picks. I had it finished before I even watched the movie. Yeah. So I only thing I'd watch was the trailer, and I don't know. I just had a feeling. I'm like, yeah, I think she's gonna win. And then after I watched, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I, I picked, yeah. I chose correctly. Yes, Not to take anything away from Viola Davis, is just no, it's just her this character is... wasn't present enough for me to think she wasn't you know, in the movie enough. Yeah. It would have been more of a supporting, I think. Right. Even though right. she, even though the title is her name, yeah. it doesn't focus as much on her as it does say Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's character or the characters of the band right. focuses more on that than it does on her. Yeah. So and that's why, that's why, you know, I'm like, well, she's playing Billie Holiday. She's going to be on the screen the most. Just like her. Like, yeah. Eerily. Like I, I, yeah, I was, yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, not even talking about the singing part, just talking. Yeah. Sound. It's like, oh, I was watching. Very, and that's a very distinctive voice, like just talking and everything. So it's, yeah. Yeah, because I was watching on TV and I heard the music. I'm like, no, nope, let me put my headphones on. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, that was a good choice. <laughs> I might have to go back and do that now. Yeah. Um, I guess I had, I had one earbud in because I had to watch on the iPad while Grayson had Doc McStuffins on. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so then next, uh, actress, musical, or comedy. Rosamund Pike won for I Care a Lot. Mm, hate her character, but she did it. She did also, it well. <laughs> yes, but it's also not a musical and/or comedy. No, no. That's one of those picks. Far from it. <laughs> Shoved her in that one. Over, and this is where over the one person in Bor in the Borat movie that I thought actually would win an award, uh, Maria Bakalova, who I thought would have actually won for this movie. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're gonna go the other way around. We're going to give the award to the person that's in, not in a comedy and or a musical. <laughs> so, whatever. Really, 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 really dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, animated feature, I think there was no denying that Soul was going to win. I think everybody kind of knew that one. If you've never watched any of these movies, you probably could have just and just picked them out of the dark. You probably still would have picked that one. Yeah. Um, Let's see, supporting actor, Daniel Kaluuya, one for Judas and the Black Messiah, which, again, deservedly so. 
Although, if there if there was a category that Sasha Baron Cohen would have won, or I would have expected him to win, it would have been supporting actor for Trial of Chicago 7. Because I thought he was better in that. Far better in that than in Borat, but whatever. Yeah. Maybe I can just make it in my brain that that's what he won it for instead. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Best Actress, uh, Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian, which I have not seen and don't even know how we could, you know, how to watch it yet. Because I don't think it's actually been released for the public to watch it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, good for her. I mean, you know. Who doesn't love Jodie Foster? Right. And then, uh, let's see here. Best Original Score, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. Um, I'm okay with that. I like the jazz music and everything, but I really wanted uh, Ludwig Gorson to win for 10 because I really love that score. Yeah. And then... It was going to be my choice, but I was like, no, I think Soul's going to take it. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Lucy in parentheses scene by uh, Diane Warren, Laura uh, Pasini. Uh, let's see, Nick, uh, and then two other people. <laughs> um, for the life ahead, one best original song, and that wraps it up for the Golden Globes for this year. So we'll put that one in the books, and I'll start the spreadsheet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we'll move on to our next award show. So uh, real quick, the it, it, since it is now officially March, I know March 15th is when the Academy Awards will will have their, uh, their big nominations coming out. And then uh, the award show will be on uh, April 25th. Um, Screen Actors Guild still not going to be until April 4th, and um, Independent Spear Awards is until April 22nd. So no more award shows um, until then. Yeah, the one thing we have for this month is Academy Award nominations on the 15th. So okay, and that's it. Um, all right. Um, we could do uh, Billy Holiday. I'll do that one last because that'll kind of bleed into yours since we both watched that one. Real quick, I just want to talk about um, so family movie night. We watched uh, My Spy, which you had already seen. Yeah. Not one person in this in our house disliked it. Like everybody really liked it. Um, York definitely did his exact words were i didn't know Kristen shaw was in this i'm like i didn't know you knew actor names <laughs> like i mean seriously yeah. it's not like i don't even think he he may know the rock just because we've watched a lot of those movies because right. even even grayson sometimes well no she still calls him dr braystone <laughs> it doesn't matter what movie dr braystone yeah commercial dr braystone uh, but yeah i was like I was like, I'm raising him well, because <laughs> he knows yeah. who Kristen Shaw is. <laughs> For those that don't know, she play, she voices Mabel on Gravity Falls, which is where York knows, knows her from a lot, and Bob's Burgers, and also was uh, Kelly in the Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music. She played uh, Ruth's daughter, 
and she's been she's on the last man on earth with um will forte and she's been in a bunch of other stuff i know her from listening to a crap ton of douglas movies and her being a guest on there a bunch and then just following her because she is just a joy to watch yeah. and listen to um so so funny such a great talent uh dave batista was in this movie as well it is a very cute family movie it's pg-13 so you know it's a couple of you know words but no f-bombs or anything like that the action's not violent it's sometimes humorous actually and it's just such a cute movie um we just yeah we all liked it dave batista was great as you know somebody they can get when the rock is busy making another film they can get when one wrestler's busy you can get this wrestler instead <laughs> true <laughs> so. but yeah no we really enjoyed it and i think it would be a good one if you're looking if you're trying to find something to watch and you've kind of gone through everything in your catalog or you know trying to it's hard to find something on streaming my spy is on amazon prime and it wouldn't make it's like an hour and 41 minutes i think so it'd make a great you know family movie night if you're looking for something to watch super cute yeah it surprised me i wouldn't expect him to yeah like it i was like all right just a run-in-the-mill kind of movie but no it's actually pretty entertaining yeah yeah Yeah, i was pleasantly surprised as well and you know gladly so because sometimes when we watch movies it's usually one kid likes it more than the other like one of them will kind of check out. Yeah. Usually short, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nope. He he was fully engaged and really liked it. Um. Let's see. <clears throat> Real quick, I want to put my two cents in on on Greenland. I did not like this movie. I just I did not I was not entertained. I thought it was slow. I thought it was kind of boring. It wasn't really actiony. It was just kind of go through the motions and then. St- stupid shit to just try and cause a uh, conflict in the story mm-hmm. like them getting separate him having to go back to get his diabetes his medicine for i guess diabetes or whatever yeah. and having to go back to the car to get that how you would leave the car without it is beyond me but whatever and then the mother and son get separated and then they yeah and then somehow find a way to reunite i don't know it's just there's such a headache to watch sometimes and i i was expecting maybe i was expect for a movie that i was literally not expecting much from just judging just going by the poster yeah of it i yeah it's definitely not a geostorm too (laughs) if you want to make if you can make geostorm boring and not really that eventful um you can watch this one but not one of my favorite Gerard butler movies um but yeah i mean it's at red box if you want to prove me wrong but i i was not as entertained by it and thought it had some issues it had a couple of okay scenes it was good to see david denman who plays roy in the office it's good to see him in it i always like seeing hope davis in a role um and marina marina baccaron who's was in gotham and who was also in uh firefly you know i really i always enjoy her, watching her but yeah i don't like this movie though so yeah i watched a movie called love and monsters came out last year um, yeah. 
pretty much straight to on demand. And it's PG-13. It's got a runtime of one hour, 49 minutes. In a monster-infested world, Joel learns his girlfriend is just 85 miles away. To make this, to make the dangerous journey, Joel discovers his inner hero to be with the girl of his dreams. So basically what happens is, what ha- happened was, <laughs> I had just got done watching Greenland, which is about, you know, the big asteroid coming down and, you know, you know eliminating all life. I go from watching that movie to this movie where the where the intro is him explaining in with some cute animation and everything mm-hmm. voiceover uh, with animation him explaining that an asteroid was coming down to kill him. I'm like, are you are we kidding? Like seriously, I just watched this movie, but <laughs> uh, basically a bunch of countries shot rockets. You know, got together they shot rockets up into the you know shot rockets up and basically exploded it and whatever that's all you really need to know not whether or not that that can actually happen doesn't matter in this film that's what happened yeah but in doing so the rockets emitted a bunch of chemicals and gas and different things that then when it rained down uh mutated plants and animals into these giant monsters and uh monsters started attacking people wiped out 95 percent of the world's population in like a short amount of time can't remember if it was a week or a month, but nonetheless, it's still a short amount of time. Yeah. So people had to basically hide in bunkers and form these colonies. And so uh, it's about Joel and his colony, but he's you know pretty much afraid to go out and try and hunt and kill and everything. So what he does is he's kind of like he does the cooking he does the dishes he does kind of menial tasks inside where he knows he's safe and doesn't have to worry about going out and getting hurt um but then and he talks with his girlfriend on like an old cb ham radio and when he realizes that she's not that far away he decides he's going to leave so he can go be with her um and so it should, it stars uh, Dylan O'Brien, who was in the, what do you call it, the uh, Maze Runner movies. So he was in all of those. Uh, Jessica Henwick, who plays Colleen Wing in Iron Fist. So for those of you that have watched that, that's uh, Michael Rooker's in it. And that's really about it. There's not a whole lot of other people that you're going to recognize in it. This movie is super, I mean, it's fun. This movie is fun. It's the anim- the special effects are you could tell are you know aren't aren't fancy special effects. They're kind of low grade special effects, but they're still good. Yeah, yeah. And that might help in the fact that if you have younger kids that are wanting to watch, you know, that you may want to watch that may want to watch it, may help in the fact that they're not they don't look as scary because they the animation the special effects are a little cheesy. But it makes it more, I think it, it kind of adds to the, it's not really campy, but it's fun, you know, kind of adds to that yeah. nature of it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I would totally recommend this. Um, it's PG-13, but depending on, I guess, what your kids have watched and what 
and what they're, I guess, what you think they are prepared to watch at their age, you know. I mean, to me, it's not any worse than, like, watching Goonies or, you know, something like that. Or even a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know, something that may have some action, some small kind of scary scenes, but it's not super scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. York will definitely enjoy it, I think. Um, so I may may go running again. I watched that one at Redbox also. So if you can find it, I would definitely recommend Eleven Monsters. All right, so I finally, finally watched Promising Young Woman. I've been meaning to watch it, been wanting to watch it, but I hadn't been able to stay up <laughs> and watch it. Um, but I finally watched it the other day, and uh, this movie was nominated for four Golden Globes and uh, did not win any, but it was nominated for four. It is about a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past who seeks out revenge against those who crossed her path. It's directed and written and directed by Emerald Fennell, who I found out while watching The Crown, plays uh, Camilla, Princess Charles's, um, Prince Charles's other love interest, I guess mistress. Um, this stars Carrie Mulligan as Cassandra, or Cassie, uh, Bo Berman, who I really like, as Ryan, Allison Brie as Madison, Clancy Brown as Stanley, Adam Brody as Jerry, uh, Sam Richardson as Paul, and uh, Jennifer, I think Jennifer Coolidge plays the mom. Yep, plays Susan. And also Laverne Cox is in it as Gail. This is a very interesting. <laughs> oh, and uh, Connie New, Connie, nope, Connie Britton. There we go the right Connie were. Connie Britton plays a uh, uh, dean of school this is a very interesting movie um, it's not I mean I could see I could kind of see why it got nominated for so many because it is different and it's kind of a female empowerment I think they call it uh, kind of a revenge movie of sorts uh, where basically her best friend in med school I believe got raped by a bunch of guys and she ended up, I believe she ended up killing herself or something like that. And yeah. so Carrie Mulligan's character really never got over it and is trying to basically she goes to bars and pretends to be drunk. And so that guy's trying to take her home and try and take advantage of her, but then she sobers up and then it kind of, is implied, I guess, that she beats the shit out of him. Um, never, never really shows it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good scene. Good scene with Christ, Christopher Mintz Platts. Um, you know, uh, McLovin, which is kind of funny. Uh, but there's a great scene there too, where she's like, where he's like, well, no, no, I really, I'm really like you, I'm really into you. She goes, what's my name? And you couldn't remember it. She goes, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. It's like those videos on social media where they have pictures of a attractive woman who's holding a baby. And they're like, what's the picture of the baby shirt? I mean, yeah. what's the color of the baby shirt? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. It's one so they, uh, so the movie's basically about um, 
about rape culture and basically how guys are douchebags, you know, or at least these guys, people that try and take advantage of intoxicated women and have their way in basically what it's this woman's journey on how to fix it, you know, how how she gets revenge on it. I thought the performances were good. Um, was it the the ending's definitely not what I was expecting at all. And I wasn't really sure what what to expect with it, but I did enjoy the film. I don't know if I would have nominated this for a best picture, but actress I could see and screenplay I could see, but I don't know about picture though. Just because there were so many amazing movies out and some that I really think kind of got snubbed, but I understand, I think I understand why it did just because of the social um, issues it was trying to address, which, um, you know, I, I'm glad that it did, but I don't know. Um, but I did enjoy the movie and thought Carrie Mulligan was awesome in it. So um, I rented it on iTunes um, it's on VOD right now. If you're interested in watching it, but it is, it's, I mean, it is good. It's interesting for sure. It's de- definitely not a, what you would think of a studio film to put out, I guess is a good way to put it as far as, I don't know. I think I'm kind of rambling there. Trying to see if I can find out. I guess focus features. Now they put out some interesting focus puts out some interesting work. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I did enjoy it though. I did enjoy it. So, Promising Young Woman. I don't think it's... I don't know if it'll win. I think it'll get nominated for plenty more awards, but I don't know if it's going to win any. Just because it feels so strong in some of those categories. So, speaking of winning awards and strong categories, the U.S. versus Billie Holiday. You and I both watched this film. Mm-hmm. Available on Hulu. I thought it was... This movie was like everything I wanted it to be and more. <laughs> like, yeah. it was... Oh, my God. It was a, Now, Billie Holiday is one of my favorite jazz slash blues singers. I love... Absolutely... Like, one of my favorite things I used to put on just to chill or... You know, kind of do things around the house. Just put some Billy Holiday on and just chill. Put some of that. Put some of her music on when I back when I was in school and I was studying. I'd put that on. Never really understood, or not understood. Never really bothered to look into like her personal, you know, her past and everything. Her as a person. So yeah. this was fascinating to watch from that aspect too. Uh, it came out Friday uh, on Hulu. It's two hours ten minutes long. It's uh, it follows the it follows Billie Holiday during her career as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by Black Federal Agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she has a tumultuous affair. Uh, starring starting now a Golden Globe uh, winning actress, Andrew Day, who was uh, 
it was the first black woman in 35 years to win that to win that category for Golden Globes, and only the second ever to win a second black woman in 35 years, or first woman in, first black woman in 35 years to win it, only the second ever. There we go. Yeah. Worded. I'll get it worded correctly here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, Travante Rhodes, which most people recognize from Moonlight and uh, the, the god-awful Predators movie. Um, Garrett Hedlund, which I think most people know from, what was it, Sons of Anarchy? I think is what he was on. And uh, Pacific Rim, uh, I think is or Tron Legacy, I mean. He was also in Four Brothers, Mudbound, Dreamland, that god awful Triple Frontier. Um, yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. And uh, Natasha Leone plays Tallulah Bankhead. Leslie Jordan, love seeing him. He's one of Ruth's favorites. Uh, playing Reginald. Get back here. Playing R- Reginald Lord Devon. That's a name. Um, it was directed by Lee Daniels and written by Susan Laurie Parks. And is based on the book Chasing the Scream by by Johan Hari. The yeah, this movie is phenomenal. Just. Start to finish, they act, everything from the acting to the music to the story to how it was shot, like just everything. The dedication to get every minute detail correct was was there, and yeah, I I can't I can't sing enough of the praise of this film. Like I wanted to win all the things. It's definitely yeah. already one of my favorites for this year. And they did it all in 44 days. 44 days. That's some Tyler Perry magic there. I know, right? <laughs> but it was quality. That's the difference. That's that is definitely the difference. <laughs> no, no, no extras in the background looking at the camera stuff. Right. Like, you know, it's just like. And so. if they were, well, you didn't know it because you're nope. too, you're too focused on what's in front of you. Yep, it's true. Um, it's like I, like I got a Billy Holiday CD. I don't know where. I picked it up from, but I have not listened to it yet. Like I've always heard, I've always heard the name, so I'm not familiar with the music for her. So when I first saw the trailer, I don't know, just said, "Hey, I need to watch this." And so, like I said before we started um, watching, you know, I was watching it with head, with the on TV, and I started hearing the music because um, you know when I was younger, I, I like jazz and blues but i kind of got away from it listening to mostly like r&b yeah. rap music and now i find myself going back to the r&b and you know jazz yeah um so i was like i need to put some headphones on so i switched to my laptop put the headphones on and watched it and i was just dirt for the t- for the two hour ten minutes i was in it yep <laughs> you know um but yeah the acting as far as the the costume design you know they had the setting it it was just a movie that just pulls you in you know you see you know you learn that she had 
guess you can just, just say abusive childhood that yeah. led to her having not healthy relationships with men. She basically right. just let them do whatever. And she had, of course, her vice was heroin. Yeah. No matter what, she that's just true. couldn't she just couldn't get away from it. And that's, that's how, how she, she ended up. That's how she deals with I mean, that's how she was dealing with her trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And she felt like as far as performing, like she had to she had to take it because that's how she gives her best performances. And, you know, even though she would go a long time without it, but she just felt she performed better on it. Right. And it kind of, you know, helps her deal with her trauma. But no matter what, you know, you do that, it's always going to come back and it comes back harder. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm surprised she just didn't straight up overdose from that, <laughs> you know? You and me both. Be um, and then, of course, and I was like, when I first started watching, I'm like, oh, we got yet another Judas. Yeah. Got, got a guy that's, you know, basically set to to follow and report back because her song, Strange Fruit, they don't want her singing it because it's a reminder of all the lynchings that have taken place and the plight of black people. And they just don't want that because they feel it's going to create an uprising. Yep. And, and it's just like, it's crazy because this is a song talking about what's happening and you're worried about a song, but the people that are actually doing this, you're doing nothing exactly. to them. And it's like, there's, there's a lot wrong with that. Kind of, you know, like, it still continues, you know, people that actually do these horrible things, nothing seems to happen to them, but then people that talk about it get the most criticism and are, are attacked for it and arrested for whatever reason, just whatever excuse they can make. That's why they attack her for the drugs. So they know she's because she's addicted to heroin. Like, well, we right. can arrest her for that. Right. We can't arrest her for the song, but because she does drugs, we got her on that. And then we can just do whatever. And we just keep and doing it. We just keep arresting her. Try, keep arresting try to her. break her down. And she never broke down. No. You know, she just, you know, I'm going to sing this song. I sing what I want. <laughs> yep. So, the, so, uh, <clears throat> so the, uh, the songwriter for Strange Fruit, because she didn't write it, um, was written by Abel uh, Mariopol. Mariopol. <laughs> and his wife. Uh, they, they adopted um, and raised the sons of Julius Rosenberg and Ethel Rosenberg, who were executed for treason on June 19th, 1953. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it's crazy that they go after her for singing it, but not after the people that wrote it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, they, they, they we ain't worried about that. who started the problem. We just want to go with them. We just want to go in after the messenger. Yeah, exactly. The one that's presenting this to the world, that's who we need to stop. <laughs> yeah, not the one who conceived it. Yeah. It, it is a, and I honestly, I've heard that song, I don't know how many times, but yet never really paid attention to the lyrics. Same. And I, then, I mean, I have, I have heard that. Like, yeah, because yeah, I, I've looked, I looked up the lyrics during the movie. I'm like, holy shit, how have I never noticed this? Yeah. This is a tragic, tragic song. Yeah, it's not a happy song. It's, no, <laughs> it's not a uh, very visual. Not, well, like she says, you know, most of her, most of her songs are about love and heartbreak, you know, and and that's all they want her to sing. Just sing a yep. love song. Don't do this. Just sing your love songs and stick. Kind of like Sam Cooke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. But 
you know, painting that picture with the lyrics, even though she's just the singer. Like a lot of singers now, yeah. they have writers, and it's rare that you have an artist that actually writes their own material. But still, you know, being able to paint that picture and just like a reminder for that for the government at that time, like you're yeah, bad, but we don't want to face it. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. So stop, stop, stop reminding people. Exactly. But golly, I mean that. Well, that and she had some, like between, like you could kind of, and I was trying to figure out, I was like, well, where's this storyline with, with her and Tula Bankhead supposed to go? And you know, I guess because <clears throat> it wasn't really talked about too much in the film, there yeah. are a couple of scenes, but I guess it's more or less to show one. Um, her having a a non more a more than friendly relationship with uh, with a woman, not just a woman, but a white woman at that in the late 40s, early 50s. Basically saying she don't discriminate. (laughs) Right, exactly. But I'm like, well, I didn't know she was, you know, I didn't know she was a was, you know, what's gay. Yeah. But it turns out I don't think. I think she went to her because she'd been she'd been wronged by so many men that she couldn't trust them, and this was one person she could trust and yeah. feel like intimate in a way that, but in a non-physical kind of intimacy. Yep. So, uh, so I thought that was interesting. The more I kind of thought about that, but yeah, this God, her performance is seriously out freaking standing i hope she i hope she just goes on to win all the awards because she was phenomenal very much so okay well um i think that's all i got for this film um definitely watch this um it is rated r even though it's on hulu um it's rated r there is a lot of drug use and there's a fair amount of nudity um yeah so if you have kids be careful when you watch it i guess this is a good way to put it <laughs> right um oh so yeah. um i was reading i didn't read a whole article but the, the title of it said that this as far as the director lee daniels this was yeah. his first movie directed while being sober oh cool so you'd think if you're shooting a movie in 44 days, you probably would drink. <laughs> but it's the first no, one where he definitely was save that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's the first one that he actually completed directing and hadn't had a drink. Huh? Cool. So I was like, Good on, him. Right. Good on him. All right, man. Uh, I'm done, so move on All to right. you. All right. So I watched Minari. Which uh, had a January 26th release last year at Sundance and then was released per IMDb on February 12th via VOD. Uh, It's an hour and 55 minutes. Director is Lee Isaac Chung. Stars Stephen Yen from, well, Walking Dead is where I first come across him. Uh, He plays Jacob Yi. You have Ha Yi Ri as Monica Yi, his wife. Then they have two kids. Uh, played by Alan Kim, who plays David Yee, and Noel Kate Cho plays Anne Yee. And you also have Will Patton, 
uh, Daryl Cox, Esther Moon, and Yu Jung Yun, who plays the grandmother. Uh, this is a budget of $10 million. So far, box office is just a little over half a million. But um, the, the simplest description you could put, IMDb says it's, a, it's about a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. Okay. So <clears throat> Jacob has hopes to start uh, to grow Korean produce to sell to vendors in Dallas. Um, so he basically moves them out to this open, uh, to like a trailer. Mm-hmm. They have this open land that he wants to convert to farmland and to sell Korean vegetables. Gotcha. Um, wife's not too happy about that. She's like, you know, we could just stayed in California and done this stuff. And then, you know, we wouldn't be out here in the middle of nowhere. Right. So like they had their first experience with, with the, with weather. They had a tornado warnings, heavy rain. And it it was just, you know, to the point where, yeah, they were faced with, do we, do we stay? Do we go? And, you know, Jacob's like, you know, let's just, let's just watch the news. It's like, why? He's like, well, we got to keep an eye on the news, make sure, see if we need to run, flee or stay. And the lights go out, and I'm like, oh, snap. But then, mm-hmm. you know, lights come back on. TV shows, and it's just like a thunderstorm watch. It's like, no, it's just a watch. We're good. You know, we're good. But his relationship with his wife, they argue for every little thing. Like, it, didn't, it just <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, and they, they really go at it. It's not necessarily um, Malcolm and Marie levels of, oh, of okay. it. It's not yeah. on that level, but it's still Thank to God. like... <laughs> right. <laughs> but um it's really intense and you know, you know, they need therapy. Basically that's how that right. Maybe not as bad as the other couple. But um so of course he wants to have um, a garden or farmland and needs water, but he refuses the service from a water diviner and instead digs a well in a spot that he chooses based on how the water flows on the land. That's how he determines where to dig. Uh, then he comes across a religious man named Paul. And Paul is very, very religious to the point where he'll randomly break out in prayer, speaking in tongues. And, but, you know, Jacob's like, all right, you know, you're, you're friendly, you're nice, you're helping me. I'll accept that, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, the son, David, has a heart condition to where they're always having to remind him not to run. He's basically got like a hole in his heart and they don't want him straining himself. Oh, okay. So that's a concern for them. Um, and then they get a job where they're being, where they're sexing chicks, which is basically they determine the sex of each chick and they separate them from male to female, gotcha. but they have to take, they have to take their kids to work because they have nobody to watch them. And so they get the idea to bring in Monica's grandmother and David's not too welcoming of grandma. He's always uh, kind of standoffish. It's like, you're not a real grandma. And, you know, because she doesn't cook or bake cookies like grandmas do. Oh, okay. So so he's he's not really welcoming of her. Um, and again, like I said, the, the David and Monica constantly argue. And the biggest thing is about having moved to this wide open land. They had, they're, they're like, Nowhere close to hospital. The nearest hospital is yeah. like an hour away. So if something happens to Davis, like, you know, we're going to get to him in time, get there in time. Um, 
they Monica very much into church, so they eventually go to the church of the town and they get along well. Like there's no like tension as far as race that's shown. Yeah. So you know, that's a good positive. Um and another issue they have is where Jacob is very I guess obsessed with this farm that yeah. he kind of overlooks some of the family issues they have. Yep. Just, you know, like his, his son being sick and they're basically depleting their, their funds financial yeah. because he's putting it all into right to this. Um, Got to deal with, um, you know, the irrigation, the water, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a well-acted film. It's kind of sad, but it's also it just shows you their 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 struggles, their their growth, their you know it's 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 a good movie to watch. I, I re- highly it's recommend a, it's, it. It's, a, it's about an huh. immigrant family's journey to try and achieve the American dream. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And who um, doesn't want that? <laughs> right. And then you know their kids they 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 speak English, but they also speak Korean. David, I mean, Jacob and Monica are stronger with their Korean. They have, they speak very little English, but they managed to get through. But it was just, it's, again, it's well acted. It deserves its reward also. Good. Um, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Uh, so, trailers, um, we've got, aren't, we've got a Zack Snyder movie before. Well, at least another Zack Snyder trailer, but not for Justice League. We have Army of the Dead. Following the zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take to the take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. It's coming out to Netflix May 21st. So hmm. it is directed by Zack Snyder as well as co-written by... Zach by Zack Snyder, Shay Hatton, and Joby Harold. So uh, yeah, starring Dave Bautista, Gary uh, Delahunt, and comedian Tignataro. So that's interesting. And yeah, it's really yeah, about it. So apparently, Mario Hardwick's in it also. Okay. Cool. 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 So we got that coming out, and then we've also got um, coming out the trailer for Luca, Pixar's next movie, uh, coming out June 18th. On the Italian Riviera, an unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. So there you go. Luca, uh, with voice talents of Jacob Trimbley as Luca, Maya Rudolph, Jack Dylan Glazer, Grazer, Jim Gaffigan, uh, Emma Berman, Marco Paracelli, and Severio Raimondo. That's about it. That's all I got. For this week, which is quite a bit, but yeah, a lot of great <clears throat> movies, and 
can't believe I actually was able to get through all of them. Is <laughs> some some were a little more brief, but that's all right. They didn't need yeah. to spend too much time on. So, but yeah, um, and then try and think what we got coming up. This week like, is the finale for WandaVision. Yep, there's that, which this last one was okay. I'm, I'm hoping this one's actually over an hour since it's the finale. Put some time into that. Right. <laughs> right. Because it seems like there's a lot that needs to happen before they actually finish. Yeah. And um, I think after that, there's like a WandaVision bonus or special episode. Oh. And then a week after that, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Boom. So Ready for that one. I am too. So yeah, buddy. Uh, Get Falcon and Winter Soldier and Snyder Cut on the same day. Uh, it's Christmas in March. I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I saw a great video clip that someone put together. Uh, <laughs> basically, it was the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Or in game, the the end of in game. If uh, one division had made it, and it was the part where uh, where Thanos was beaten on Thor, and you see Thor's hammer rise up, and it flies, and then it goes straight to please stand by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets right to that. I started cracking up. I thought that was hilarious. I go, yep, that's how they would do it. Uh. That'd be crazy. Just imagine seeing that scene in the theater and it says, please stand by and roll credits. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> be a riot. Oh, straight up riot. Yep. Uh, well, I'll say one thing. This last episode is the first time they didn't have a please stand by. It just went yep. through the... I was like, yeah. all right. Okay. And I was disappointed. There was no Monica Rambeau or Darcy in this last episode. I was like... Right? Man, come on. <laughs> Where's that spinoff? Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I can see it. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Um, it's all connected. Yep. And considering which movie this series sets up, I kind of have an idea on who's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Oh, but, wait. Um, Six days will tell. Yeah, Four days. But, Four days will tell. But reading the comics, it kind of helps me understand some things because it's a lot that they pulled from for yep. the source. From, so I'm like, yeah. all right. So I'm, I'm more excited now. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually cool. excited. Before, I've just been cool. kind of just going in blind, yeah. just watching everything as it comes. And now I'm like I'm trying to keep it leveled so I don't get disappointed. Right. Because, you know, comics are one thing, and this is a different yep. take, obviously. Yeah. Right on. All right. I guess that's it um, for this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. 
Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.